This is Abnormal Entertainment. content <laughs> i'm happy that you're sad you're such a jerk i'm happy that you're sad whatever it's not gonna pay off for you in the long run i survive off your tears whatever <laughs> your tasty tasty tears hey get out of here you are invited so we got kickstarter stuff to talk about i love the kickstarters so i've been i kind of went on a binge today of, a binge of, of kickstarters okay and that's how i think how how i got super backer status oh, i just nice. rubbed that in again <laughs> you're like just by the way i got super backer I, status. I don't i, I care i care super backer i'm gonna sew back like five things right now okay well let me tell you about that's what she said let me, let me tell you oh, about sorry. two things you should back right now okay um is it tales uh from the loop which is a Scandinavian RPG about that's basically the uh, uh, 80s retold alternate 80s. Well, where, it's right. It's the 80s that you didn't live, right? Right. Where basically the the loop is this particle accelerator that causes strange things to happen above the above the particle accelerator. So you strange can, things in quotation marks. Quote unquote strange things. Yeah, but yeah. this is this guy's been doing this art for longer than than before that show even came right. out but man it was the perfect time because while that show is hot and his art is kind of similar in the, in the fact that you've got these kids that are trying to discover these mysteries while the adults are just oblivious and there's, there's like robots and potentially like dinosaurs dinosaurs and people getting chopped in half and people disappearing it's it actually the art almost sells it enough by itself and then you add in like the music because there's like music soundtrack and then there's like GM screens, and it's just it's so beautifully done, and it is so much what I wish the '80s were like. It wasn't like that for me. There's no dinosaurs involved in my '80s, except for plastic dinosaurs. Right, yeah. not nearly as good. Yeah, but it, it just looked so awesome, and like I need to read more uh, up into the details of the system and and stuff. But it looked it looked like it was it didn't matter because the setting was so good. So. Right. I, I do honestly, I, I agree. I think that it's just going to be good no matter what, even if the mechanics weren't there. But it sounds like, based off the people who are involved in it, that the mechanics will be there. It seems like it's going to be something kind of like White Wolf where you're going to roll a bunch of dice and any sixes would be successes, oh, something okay. along those lines. But they even have dice you can back and get, you know, the specialty dice that are also weird looking and, you know, have the logos and stuff type, type of stuff on them. It was like thirty seconds into the video, and I scrolled down and immediately found the 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 soft cover book, and I just backed that because yeah. If I scrolled any further, I know that it would just end up like the next Kickstarter, which is pretty awesome. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, no, a Tales from the Loop. I mean, the way they tied it in together. The only thing that I'm worried about is I'm worried I am not a good enough RPG player to make it play out as good as just their little trailer was you know because it's almost like being in the stranger things world like i almost want somebody else to tell me that story so i can just sit and watch it well it, it's one of those things where like no one is a good enough G, it, gm it, right even you know but you have to 
like you said, practice. And like, especially if you're trying to do like, you know, a story you really want to tell in that universe, you might want to run it a couple times. No, that's that's actually a, a good point, because my biggest issue as being a player, because I prefer being a player over a GM or uh, or any other sort is actually staying in character because um, I just love myself so much that I feel like I always need to be myself and I have a hard time role playing somebody who's serious all the time. Even if I'm playing a serious character, I end up making jokes constantly. You do. You're, all your characters kind of go in that fashion. They start off super serious, and then they become super funny Well, you, you and ridiculously good-looking like I've, myself. I've, well. <laughs> See my problem? Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah, I'm I, like a smart Derek Zoolander. It's right. very hard on me. Yeah, you you do the was it the Thunderbird or whatever his move was the power power it's, purse. Uh, it's blue steel. Blue steel. Sorry, yeah. power El, purse. It's <laughs> El Tigre. That's fantastic. Am I taking crazy pills? This is the same look. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, I I kind of um, I became more of a game master for necessity because all my all the game masters I knew moved away. Right. So like I was like, well, I'll just. I'll just run things. Well, it's always easier to find players than it is to find a a GM. We even had a group of like eight that we constantly played with, but it was a matter of like almost like bribing somebody in order to actually run it. Yeah, you pretty much had to rotate those GMs for that. Yeah, we're like, hey, you want to be GM? And they're like, oh, I would, but my grandma's sick. Oh, I, I, you mean I have to do work before the game? Oh, oh no. that's no. awkward. It's a lot but of work, too. Even, like I said, when I, I've said before, when I did them, I've done them based off of modules. And even then, I had to read the module before the game. Ugh, Super so hard. Tough. So, so speaking of, like, stories that you that you want, you want can tell with little to no preparation, I think... The, how about the, the story about how I met your mother? Oh, that takes <laughs> 10 seasons to get nowhere? I mean, uh... <laughs> oh, spoilers, burn. Burn. <laughs> burn. So much burn. Uh, but, yeah, no, that this next Kickstarter, Vast, the Crystal Cavern, is very, very interesting because it's every player is playing it... Uh, from a different perspective. From a different perspective. Right. So one person is playing the cavern themselves. Yeah, you get to be the cave. Yeah, yeah I thought that was really interesting on that Kickstarter and such a unique idea to bring to the table hey you can play as the cavern hey you can play as the dragon hey you can play as all these different little aspects in the game to make up a collective game instead of just being one single party that's traveling through a dungeon right there's you're you're not a party at all you're actually just separate parts of the game and then everybody has their own objectives like if the goblin tribes kill the hero you win if the knight gets to the dragon and slays the dragon. They win. If the dragon escapes, the dragon wins. If you're the cave and you fall down and kill everyone, you win. I want to be the cave. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> but Actually, I think I'd be more goblins. But, you know, the idea of a cave crushing everyone and everyone dying and uh, just getting to see them in the rubble at my feet does sound appealing to Plus me. Plus, think of all the jokes. You'd be like, you are inside of me right now. <laughs> that's, that's more up your alley. <laughs> Those are not jokes I try to make oh, sorry. in general. Yeah. They, are you inside of me jokes? But this is actually the second Kickstarter. This is a r- Kickstarter to reprint this game. Oh, okay. So they, it was greatly successful. And I think copies of it... Uh, um, we're selling for quite a bit of money, so they decided to do a Kickstarter to reprint and actually uh, uh, add miniatures. Yeah. So that before that, oh, did all they co- really? Yeah. So this is 
they're they're adding like you can buy an upgrade kit for your first version to get miniatures and and, and new adventures and stuff. Yeah, because you can just get the miniatures, I believe, right? Yeah, you can just get the miniatures, but of course, well, yeah. And they all come with those little sheets and everything that they were showing, right. and yeah. it was very cool. It was, you know, I I do back RPG Kickstarters, but well, and the art on this one I'm is good. Also, a more selective on them. And out of Tales from the Loop or Vast, the Crystal Caverns, I was definitely for the Crystal Caverns. Well, because it's, well, first of all, it's fantasy, which I know yeah. is, is more your bit. But also, it's more of a board game, really. I mean, you can t- you tell stories, like you're, you're telling it stories. It seems more like a lighter RPG. Yeah. I, I honestly was going for Tales, uh, from the, Tales from the Loop because that was like just... They uh, they sold me. I don't. I'll buy their movie. I will buy their <laughs> their DVD copy. Yeah. I mean, I want whatever it is that they are doing over there. I want. I want in on that. I mean, just the idea of riding around on a BMX bike and then running into a giant robot. Right. I mean, <laughs> the drag, uh, the dinosaur part. I, I wasn't understanding a hundred percent, but I am all about having a hockey stick and a flashlight and trying to to like find a way to like run from control or just solve mysteries as a, as a kid. On a bike with a flashlight and a hockey stick, and I've got to solve these mysteries because people are getting, you know, disappearing and getting chopped in half and and whatnot. That seems like so you become the Casey Jones of Casey Jones of detectives. Uh, Casey Jones is so cool. Yeah, of detectives. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Jones, good character. Good character. Go turtle. Go. No, I thought it was a very interesting idea, and I I would definitely be happy to back it. What are the prices on these? Do you Uh, remember? One million dollars. It's in sec. So S-E-K's, the the, right? the yeah. physical book for Tales was I think with shipping like forty two dollars. Okay. So it was that like some right. was some because they're I think they're shipping it actually from well they're probably shipping a pallet mm-hmm. to the U S but let's just be honest but uh, I think it was like thirty five uh, without ship without shipping but it's always like and there's set. also just a, a print version too which yeah, is you, even cheaper. You, well, you yeah, just print the, or you get, PDF. PDF. you get a PDF. PDF, yeah, right. I think if PDF might have been fifteen or twenty, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. The only reason why I'm more selective about RPGs is because it's already hard to fit one in to your normal gaming schedule. Where like a board game, you can just pull out for the night usually, unless it's something like Pandemic Legacy that's ongoing, right. um, or a campaign style one. Where RPGs are a little bit harder to get started, and we have some. We've got a few that are in our closet that we have just not played. We haven't played yet. Yeah. Like, don't we have one? Well, well, let's and, add and Vast the Crystal Caverns to our list and, and <laughs> of games well, that we own, that we woo. love, and well, we've and, never played. And that was, I think, the for the base game, it was, I think it might have been $65 for the base game. But with the miniatures, I think I... I might have spent $95. But yeah. This well, yeah. it adds up fast. Yeah, well, I mean, so what I'm thinking here is, so you've backed both of these. Yeah. And I feel like what we should do is just bring them to my home, and then I will <laughs> play them. Well, I mean, I would be willing, when when I get vast, whenever that is, because I think they're, they're shipping the base game first, and then shipping the upgrade kit yes. later. That's so. what I gathered also, is that you'll get the game, and then you'll get the upgrades as they produce them. So, yes, when y- you guys, you know, I will gladly bring these over. Uh, That'd be fantastic. I, uh, you know, and I've, I've backed a couple other, like, RPGs from Scandinavia, so, and I haven't gotten any of those yet. So we'll see if <laughs> when that Tales from the Loop comes in. So Right, it's true. It might be something that you're like, well, future me will need to worry about players for this game because it'll come out in 2020. When well, I'm 65 and I'm retired, well, I'm totally oh, going to be playing. Man. I can't. <laughs> you know how they always have those, like, um, was it adult homes where they're like, 
not adult homes like where you need help, but like where they have the 55 plus communities and stuff. I just picture for myself a community full of gamers because we all our, wow our generations will be there and we'll be like, yeah, we'll be there playing World of Warcraft and whatever iteration yeah. it's RPGs. in. RPGs. And playing RPGs and together. Games. I think us old will be way cooler than old people now who just play. Totes. Like play bridge yeah. and Asta. That's, that is kind of my dream if i ever have to go to the old folks home is be able to have like the eight hour like legendary high school level rpg times. yeah well, that's when you start we your talked, warcraft account i was gonna right say because yeah we played warcraft f- really heavily when it first came out and then when we decided that we were going to have a child we were like okay this probably needs to stop because we can't do both and we figured the because child probably should come first and you know we can't control well, I mean, ourselves but when we turn 65 totally it's warcraft all the time and have time to play like warhammer 40k oh or absolutely other, other miniatures games like ridiculous amounts of time just to play you'll games. have time to i'll actually by by about that time i should have all of my arcadia quest miniatures painted <laughs> um and that's if i do like five a year i think it's well you know speaking of painting miniatures i believe we have so some awesome miniatures many. to yeah. talk about too I, I kind of uh i had i was having a rough time at work and i was i start i started painting miniatures as kind of a zen hobby oh nice so like this is kind of like i start because of course i look at kickstarters and i look at all sorts of things and i i I stumbled across across a couple of really cool little tiny little companies i think they're both in britain uh one is osworn which uh they have a really interesting ethos where they're doing they've done a couple of these uh kickstarters called sensible shoes which is more of a realistic female miniatures for fantasy uh, which i have to see some of these by the way like i mean i can obviously go online but you know, definitely bring some bring of this over, in. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't painted. I, I've just primed them, so I can. Well, even then, it, it is always nice to see those ones too, because I feel like in in my if I had to be in those times, I wouldn't want a damsel in distress. I want a badass battle vixen by my side, who's like, you know, you turn around and you're like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "I got three. You're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> right. And, so no chainmail bikinis or anything. We're no, talking full no, plate mail, like full plate mail or like. Chain, chain mail or right. scale or whatever right. and even i think even the the wizard one has like at least leather armor on that actually covers oh, that's them sweet. and like um and it, they're a little old school in their sculpting because like i don't know if you've looked at i mean obviously you guys have looked at a lot of cool mini or not or a lot of right. these other kickstarters because they they have a lot more dynamic poses now than i don't know if you remember like miniatures from like the 80s yes. 90s all like, the same poses mm-hmm. they're they're very they're i mean they're they're moving they're not just like standing still they actually have some life to them but they're much more kind of simple they're one piece pewter miniatures they are yeah so they're they're relatively they're like sim- the gi joes back in the day where they were all almost like in the same poses you're like i have a hundred guys that are walking <laughs> well no <laughs> three guys that are on in the prone and one guy on his knee yeah i mean they're they're and Luckily, they're all holding like light sources, so they're going to be kind of a pain in the ass to actually paint if you want them to look realistic. Yeah, because like one of them's holding a torch, the other, another one's holding a lantern, another one's holding like a, a ball of fire and like a book in the other hand or a sword or like. That's so probably they, what they were thinking too when they made these. They're like, "How can we make this hard for Richard to paint us?" Because <laughs> if you ever tried to do spectral spectral highlighting, it's kind of a interesting Zen hobby of trying to like mix 
the paints and try to smooth. Where you're like, it. oh, I feel so meditative now, and now I'm going to go kill myself. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. isn't the right red. <laughs> you just put the brush down and then start preparing for. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that I was really happy finding those because I've been looking for art because like as much as I enjoy cheesecake, I I kind of want to have miniatures for female players that don't you know and i know they enjoy some of that too but i just i want to well it's it's almost like sometimes women are like you know can almost be like men and have different opinions on stuff and some women like overly sexualized women and some women don't it's really weird that they it's like they got their own opinions and everything now it's very odd Uh, are they allowed to have those now well it's like yeah um it's 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 weird though um but yeah they should probably make miniatures for like all kinds of people i i will honestly say in this household if game companies want to make money pitch stuff to glory hound because she spends way more money on board game stuff than i do right and you know that's I'm more trading cards honestly that's the buying class because you don't see there's more women in college right now well and there's more pretty women soon, that pretty are soon only women will have money taking care of finances and stuff they're paying the bills and stuff and so who do you think is buying those games for right, the, they, they, everybody the board like, game industry is still for the most part likes to think that oh this is for 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 male gamers of a certain age group and same thing with video games. Oh, this is for male gamers of a certain age group, and this is what male gamers want. But then they leave out everybody else, and there are so many amazing female gamers in both genres that like are not being represented, and they should be because they have money. And as a male gamer, I want to do things that make female gamers happy because I like having females around. Right. Call me weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's a whole know, other podcast. <laughs> you know, but I still want people to produce like robot miniatures, like the next oh, yeah. company. So the the next company is uh, Ramshackle Games. Okay. And I think it, it they must ha- be somebody from former GW people or something because it looks a lot like previous generation GW miniatures. And so they they did a Kickstarter that was um, robot miniatures, but they all had okay. interchangeable parts. So oh, you, oh so you, that's badass! So you can so, make your own robot. So you can make your own. So I got, and they're very reasonably priced. And I got like a set of five different robots. I haven't even gotten these yet. So when you so, say interchangeable, is it like heads, arms, and legs type yeah, of thing? Bo- well, torsos, heads, legs, arms, different, mo- you know, like tank treads versus oh. chicken legs versus okay. like i don't know if you ever played armor core on the pc or not the ps2 or whatever they they had uh you could change the locomotion and the look of the head and get your a better boost in a different way right well this is kind of the same idea is they have um the ability to uh you, you can just like they're all pegged together in, in the same kind of peg, so you can kind of rearrange them how you like. So you can have like one arm that's from one kit and one arm from another kit. That's actually really cool because I do like the idea of robots just you know killing each other and ripping each other's arms off and then be like, "This arm's an upgrade," and then putting it on themselves. <laughs> Call me weird. But I need I, this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I really like the idea of robots becoming sentient and then killing sentient, each other. Yeah, yeah. the robot. No, you're sentient. a big fan of sentient. Sentient. <laughs> I don't, need, I don't need. I don't need to pronunciate. But they also yeah, I think had it a, needs to happen soon because for the most part, most people suck. Right. Well, they also had a cool kit that I found while I was looking around their website that was that you could convert Hot Wheels cars into armored cars. Oh with, my god! With, uh, <laughs> with machine guns and stuff on them. So, Shut up. So Glory Hog's face just like lit up. He's uh, like, oh no. I way. used to. So as a kid, I wasn't super into any of these things like RPGs and stuff. I. 
you know, I, I played Nintendo, and but we definitely had Hot Wheels and Micro Machines. And I remember specifically taking things off of Micro Machines and, like, putting them on other Micro Machines with glue or trying to get guns from other things like Ninja Turtles and trying to put them onto other cars and stuff. And my only options were, like, a glue stick, some tape. and Make Car like, Wars out of that. Yeah, well, what we need <laughs> is Carmageddon is what we need. A bunch <laughs> of cars that just well, – Yeah, who remembers that that computer game? That yeah. game was great when it was that, out. Between that and Quarantine, did you ever play Quarantine? I didn't play Quarantine, but I was uh, I played a lot of Carmageddon with uh, upgrading your car, <laughs> putting well, spikes on the front, ramming people. It I was, was I was playing Carmageddon whatever version 10 or whatever the other day with my cousin. So, oh, really? Yeah, okay. There's, a, there's an online version you can play the same – more. Yeah, no, we'll t- I'll tell you more <laughs> later. But uh, I'm really excited because, of course, I have a ton of Hot Wheels like lying around, and I can, you know, try to strip the. Paint I have off some of Hot Wheels like, from the '80s. It's not super old, well, you but might I have wa- some. Well, you might want to make sure they're not worth anything before you. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. The ones that made it through, like me leaving, and then my brother having them, and then my mom having them, and then me finally getting them back. Well, by the time I had a kid. Well, the ones that made it through were old. Oh, were. The ones that you could uh, put in the freezer to make a different color. Yeah, I have an <laughs> old one that was a, a Stussy one that would change color. It still works. Changing color ones. Those might be worth money, actually. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's doors open. Yeah. Well, we gotta go. We gotta go look then. All right. And, and then uh, also wake my daughter up and be like, "Where is it? Where give me, they? give me the hot wheels." Well, the ones I kept were the ones that were heavier ones that were really because you know Hot Wheels were well, all the metal. Tracks. They work better. Yeah. Yep, it was the ones that could always make the loop, and that was always my deciding factor of which ones I kept and which ones I would like trade away or get rid of. If they couldn't make the loop, if they couldn't do a loop de loop because they couldn't gain enough speed off of a normal track, I didn't get the hell out of here. The, yeah. the best ones for the track was the the semi one, the the because yeah. those were the heaviest. Heavy thing. front, yeah. yeah. Right, they're heavy, and then they had like a little bit of clearance. Yeah, they, they'd run fast. We had like a two by two by three box of track. That's how much track we had. We had, wow. and we we would start on the top of my grandmother's door. And go down the sidewalk and then around the corner and down the st- and and try to g- see where we could put the loop in. Or yeah, we, we would end up making the whole living room basically track until my mom would wake up and be like, "Clean this up! I can't get to the front door." So in Ramshackle, they have interchangeable parts that you can change out with Hot Wheels or something. Yeah, well, it's basically like a kit okay. that comes with um, like armored panels. Yeah, pre in the right scale. So every you know it, they know what scale you're gonna go for and so it's got like just makes it easier yeah you could you could carve all this out of your on yourself but it's also got like machine guns in the right scale like with the like a guy on the back of the machine gun (laughs) that's like the right scale for that's awesome uh, a hot wheel yeah for a hot wheel and it just i I just got a new hobby it, it just like jumped into my cart it just like jumped. Oh, it's it's it. so weird. It just it went in there. It's so yeah, awkward. Because it like doubled <laughs> the cost of my order to go. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting anxiously. So, uh, and then the last one, live action car wars, uh, is night models. Okay. A, a, like uh, like a Arthur Knight, not a, 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 a Nick at Night, uh, and they do really detailed like dc and marvel miniatures oh nice so like i got the guardians of the galaxy set nice and the uh and but you have to get groot separately because groot is massive so like groot is like two and a half inches tall and everyone else is like 25 millimeters which so, it should sense. be that way yeah yeah and they, plus most people just want groot let's be honest i mean they're, they're kind <laughs> of expensive 
probably because of licensing, but they're also pretty detailed. But they're it they're just beautiful sculpts. Okay. A- and the one thing everyone will laugh at is the uh, everyone looks at the Nightwing model and his uh, his booty is very very nicely <laughs> detailed. Like it's just sticking way out there. It's like posed. It's, it's all like, about Nightwing's booty. Yeah, it's pretty much it's everybody t- comments on it as soon as they see yeah. all their miniatures like wait why is nightwing like it sticking be. it out there you know? well um but they're they're beautiful miniatures. there are miniatures for everybody done. yeah <laughs> nightwing has to know how to get things done but the interesting thing about them is you don't actually b- it's a miniatures game but you don't buy a rule book the rules come with the miniatures so to play with groot when you buy groot there's a little booklet on how to play Groot. That's really interesting. And, and okay. So like they have the Marvel So is it like a heroes click type of game or no, is it more it, like it's a it's like a squad based game. Okay. It's more of a squad based like miniatures, like free form, like you can move in this you know, whatever direction you want kind Well of huh. then does it have like a point system that you play um, on? It's got I th- to I think there is, but I, I didn't really read too much into the into the book. It was just like, oh look at these awesome miniatures. Oh I oh, these are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to buy them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And, like, I was just, I was. Because I'm into any sort of squad-based game. That would be cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Well, I'll I'll bring the, I'll bring them over sometime. And okay. I'll show, show you those. I, I don't have, you know, a opposing squad. Like, that's the kind of the problem is, like. Somebody av- needs to be the villains. Because they have all the Avengers, too, including, like, two that are really awesome, which is, like, Hulkbuster. Uh, oh, Iron that's Man, sweet. which yeah. is like all of like four inches tall for a 25 <laughs> millimeter game. That's and, awesome. Uh, and like it's he- actually uh, Imperial Outpost had one. And I tried to I picked mm. up the box. and was like, holy crap, this is like a pound and a half of pewter here. Right. And then like they have a Hulk. Merry that's Christmas. about the same size. So like that would be a pretty sweet uh, com- combination. But. Well, speaking of Imperial Outpost, how did a uh, crit hit go? It went really the well. Sleigh bells. Yeah, we went. We uh, I think uh, we raised about um, I think it was about a hundred and sixty dollars for a mana house, the the vet the ha- the vet's halfway house, the homeless vet's halfway house, and there was a pile of donations for the uh, for the uh, um, home. The kids. The kids. Yeah. The the. the the family home right that we were uh there was like bags and bags of clothes and i i donated some legos and some uh, nice uh hot wheels because you know you should have cool toys well totally um and that was fun for me to pick out and uh there was uh, actually a king of tokyo as well i donated king of tokyo did you (laughs) that's awesome every kid needs king of tokyo by every kid i mean not me right um but that was great and uh we uh we played uh, Tiny Epic Western again with uh, yeah, uh, for, and that was kind of a le- relearning game. Even though we played it, like we don't have anybody to refer to, so it's like everybody's like, "Well, how do you do this?" And it's like, "I think this is how it's done," and then they're like, "Oh, well, we'll look at the book." But I actually, that's that was the second time I played. We played it. I played again, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I even though I've lost every single one of those games, I've still had fun. So <laughs> as long as you're having fun. <laughs> and, and then, um, and then there was some. Uh, Jim Miller ran uh, Dungeon World, and that was very very popular. Okay. And uh, I I tried to run a fiasco 
for John Wick and uh, Ken St. Andre. Did you? But, but as soon as fiasco, fiasco hit the table, um, John Wick immediately went into a spiel about how uh, gamers don't know how to do improv. And uh, so we ended up not playing fiasco because I was going to run a, a, a Deadlands fiasco. So it was a weird West. Right. And I had uh, from Tiny F Western, they have a cooler dice than the ones that come with it that are, that look like a bullet. Right. But they're like silver tipped and a gold uh, bronze base. So it looks like an actual bullet. As yeah. Right. Right. Bullet right. Dice that look more like and, bullets. And, and then I, that w- those were the downside for fiasco. And then the upside was these gold dice. So I had gold and bullets. Okay. And it's kind of like the. That's pretty cool. Uh, but we didn't get didn't to get around to it. We didn't play that. Well, you so. had John and Ken in the same t- so, room, so same table. So guess <laughs> guess what game we played? Oh, Munchkin. God. Please say Munchkin. No, we didn't play oh. Munchkin. It was a card game. Was it? Uh, we played Smash Up. Oh, okay. 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 Which is I, I it's find a good game. A, I find a lot of have I have a lot of fun with that game, but I was like, okay, we're playing with two great minds. Two super great RPG minds and then you're like, and we're going to play Smash. Up. Right, you're playing it you're playing a game that doesn't really leave a lot of room for storytelling. Right. right. Yeah. And and so like yeah, it was just I actually I I beat them. So Oh, I, I was, <laughs> oh well then you have that under your belt yeah, then. Yeah. So uh so Ken was playing Princess Ants, so nice. he was playing the Princess Ants, and then I was playing uh, shar- Steampunk Sharks. Okay, <laughs> that's and, a good one. <laughs> uh, I think John was playing um, what was it? Uh, s- legally not the same as Star Trek. Star Trek uh, and <laughs> right. uh, the cease and desist. Super close to Star Trek, but definitely yeah. not Star Trek. <laughs> and then somebody was playing. Uh, the uh, the time travelers and nice. the Greek heroes, which was not as funny, but you know, uh, the, the combos have to, you, you gotta get that right combo to right. You, know. you do, you well, do. Well, and the problem game. with some of those in that game, the with the with some of those in Smash Up, like the time travelers specifically and the aliens, can be almost like a not fun win combo because you can just keep bouncing the aliens back and forth and just keep getting victory points right. without actually scoring. There's got to be that right balance of different decks. So we, ran, we randomly like chose them. Or like Cthulhu ones. Was... Like you almost have to, if someone's going to play with one of the Cthulhu ones, then yeah. everybody should play with one set from Cthulhu. Right. So that that was, uh, we had a lot of fun. We talked, we, oh, we played Secret Hitler. Oh, how was that? Oh, we we got good? the we game. We haven't played that yet. Um, That's on our list of things that we own, but we have not played. Every every time I played that game, I've been a fascist. So <laughs> that says uh, something about you personally. Well, I think it says something about the random chances of being a fascist in that game. Wow. But, uh, oh, okay. Sure, blame it on the it game. It was the first time I actually didn't get to elect Hitler. Was the oh. second time we played. So. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised. Usually, Jim Miller is Hitler, and he became oh, Mecha, is he? <laughs> you become Mecha Hitler when you're three times Hitler in that game. Oh, nice! Not not for real, but that's just yeah. we call him Mecha Hitler instead yeah. of Hitler, because Wolfenstein is great. But right, um, and we just we sat around and talked a lot about uh, RPGs when we got finished with that one. So, you know, I need to go to some of his stuff. I missed Crit Hit. And I miss Sleigh Bells, so I need to make it out there and stuff. Well, he's going to have a, a Kickstarter for uh, Crit Hit 2017 coming okay. in January, and that'll be kicking off at the weekend of Arizona Game Fair. He's going to have, you know, so okay. 21st, 22nd. Uh, 
and uh, but he's going to have another event in I think March or April, uh, and he's adding like another small event, another small okay. event, kind of like in between. He's doing like right, he's doing a big event and then like a couple small events, like yeah. bookending it. He's trying to build a community because that's right. his whole deal, and I think it's my deal too. Is like. Uh, it's a good deal to have. Like, like we need more community, with especially that. for RPGers. No, buy one get one free, but it's a good deal. <laughs> especially for RPGers, where having like no, you you don't have any kind of like, you can't just have an RPG day, and and without like a lot of prep, like it takes right. a lot of prep to get like an RPG day. Where we can just have a board game day tomorrow. Like I I got some people we could just right. call and just have like. It's so much easier to have a board game day than an RPG day. You got to schedule at least. A month in advance, yes. if not two, and yeah. you know, because like, but the my the event that I run is the uh, gamers happy hour that I tried to get people right. to uh, come out and just socialize. To I kind like of the make gamer a, happy hours. Yeah, make make connections to try and, uh, but I, to get I, those games to happen. That right. honestly, that's the best place to get connections to people who are hosting new games. Because every time I go there. I always hear about somebody's new game that they're starting up, and I'm like, oh, man, like I don't even have time to do that. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think this is – wherever you're at, if you're like looking to build a community, I think the one of the best ways is to meet people before they have to come over to your house. Absolutely. And, and that's why we met you at Pop. Otherwise, it's just well, creepy. Well, that's right. You know, you get, well, before, and all the happy I, hours because we did meet you at happy hours. All the, it, had, it was a process. It was a vetting process to be a able to come. A vetting process. That's perfect, yes. Once once your full background check came in, then we, we allowed you to know our we're address. Like, oh, okay. okay. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we had somebody follow you We do for need a to talk weeks. about your FICO score, though. It was oh, kind of alarming. Really? Because it, it's 830. Really. <laughs> that's what was alarming about it. Yeah. Makes us think you're not good people. Yeah. Well, that's because I, I, I play the system. Anyway. <laughs> well, if somebody wanted to uh, check out Gamer Happy Hour, where would they go to find that information? Um, well, because this is for Arizona, for Phoenix, Arizona, and it's basically a happy hour usually on Friday nights, once a month, right? Yeah, once a month. I I kind of took take a break in December because right. the holidays. Well, because holidays, bizarre. yeah. And, and then we'll have basically one before uh, Arizona Game Fair, right? But it's going to be Arizona Game Fair yeah. event. But uh, it, I would join um, the Crit Hit group or the uh, – I don't have a group for it okay. or, a, or a home, really. So, Are look, you still posting on the Valley of the Sun meetup for that? I try to, but uh, I have to beg you to post, oh, okay. to post that. So Maybe I can fix that. Okay. Yeah, Valley of the Sun. We'll okay. go Valley of the Sun meetup. Okay, so then because I can post it and I'll yeah. just take care of it. Right. Okay. Because if, if there are people listening to this and they want that information to come to the happy hour, they can do that. Right. So All right. I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. Okay, and uh, which minifigure are you giving away? Well, that's um, – I'm giving away one of the sensible shoes because oh, okay. um, I accidentally um, – ordered two of these miniatures so your oh, darn. My, my mistake is your gain um and so i'm giving away the rogue i believe and i was just finding the picture of it so i could pass that around to derek so he can critique so it. he can oogle the badass rogue um <laughs> yeah that, there's that um so 
here's a, a I know we're on a podcast, but it, it'll be posted with the podcast. So there's the. Oh, that's really cool. So, so she's got the sword like hidden kind of right behind her leg a little bit. It makes it easier to mold and it makes it sneaky because you don't quite see the sword. Because she's a rogue. It but, looks like exactly how like a female rogue would be without boob leather plates and well, stuff. I mean, like it's a female that is, you know, fully in leather gear with a little lantern and stuff. I mean, and her little sword at her side and stuff. I mean, it's... I was under the impression that all women wore, like, metal Madonna cone-style bras during that time you know, to protect themselves. You know, it's very structurally <laughs> well, you know unsound for that. <laughs> you don't want to direct the blade directly towards your heart? Is yeah. No, you don't. You don't. Or, you the, don't. Ar- or the arrow. You don't want it directed. Yeah, the arrow directly towards hmm. the center of your chest. Yeah, the, the that's not way. usually a good good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Right. So. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty much about it. All right. Well, awesome. cool. Thank you so much for talking to us about that. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to go ahead and check us out, uh, you should know the info below. And yeah. we because you're talk actually to you guys later. on our podcast, you say. So if you don't know, that's really weird. Right. Yeah. And plus, I'll have a thing that follows this because I'm super sweet. If you like want to see pictures of the cat that almost ruined this podcast, oh, then she almost ruined the let podcast us know so many in times. The, uh, comments. So many times, like I literally had to pull her away from my neck because she was a vampire. Until next time. She's kind of an asshole. (laughs) Bye. This has been a Glory Hound production in association with Abnormal Entertainment. For more shows, game news, and amazing adventures, follow us at gloryhound.com, at gloryhound on Twitter, or in Glory We Trust on Facebook. Head to abnormalentertainment.com for all of our podcasts and blogs. Go to cinemaheadcheese.com for our movie reviews and news. Don't forget our YouTube channels, Abnormal Podcast and Cinema Head Cheese. Get us on Twitter, at Abnormal Podcast. And find all of our shows and Abnormal Entertainment on Facebook. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.